And we're rolling. Rolling. How you doing, Megan? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. How's your coffee? It's better now. <laughs> you yeah. shysted me on one teaspoon of sugar. But Shyster, you know no shysting. Is that what it was? Yeah, it swiper. Was no, it's swiper, swiper oh, no swiping. From Dora. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From Dora. I never watched Dora. Me either. Actually. I did watch Blues Clues. <gasps> oh. And then I saw Steve's very special Steve. announcement yesterday. I'm just glad to know he's okay. Because there were rumors, weren't there, that like he died or like nobody really knew what happened to him. There were rumors that he was terminally ill. Yeah. There were rumors that he had a drug addiction. A drug addiction. That's yeah. which that happened with every one of them. Maybe we al- they we did. Always heard he did. That, like, yeah. The original Barney had a drug addiction. Well, the original Barney I heard was a perv. Yeah, but who knows? What what does that even have to do with anything? Like what what is the original Barney? Uh I yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Except I love you, you love Yeah, me. yeah, but I'm just yeah. saying like it's a voice in a costume. Yeah, yeah. Like even the person in the costume is probably not the voice. You don't think so? I don't know. I, I mean, know. it'd be kind of a weird way a to record it. But yeah, Anyways. Steve did this very special announcement yesterday where he was like, no, actually, I was like really young mm-hmm. when I landed Blue's Clues. And then I decided to go to college. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I did. And, and he couldn't do both. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Because well, I would imagine he was recording like an episode a day. And it was so sweet. It like, if, I'm serious. If you have not heard that, pause the podcast and go find Steve. It made me tear up while I was doing yeah. dishes. Me too. Cause I, and it also like really inspired me. It really made me think like, man, I should be more like, I should be a little less like Drew. Mm. Um, sometimes and a little more like Steve from Blue's Clues. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, oh, I shouldn't say it because then I'll ruin the, the the video if you haven't seen it. Yeah, you should All just right. watch it. Yeah. Um, do you want me to tell you about something that happened the other day? Yeah, tell me about the other day. Okay. <laughs> was that really natural? <laughs> yeah, it was okay. super good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I, I mean, tried to make it smooth and up, natural. One step up, like from... The, like one step in the right direction to make it a little more smooth and natural is if you literally sang a song. <laughs> if, you, if it was literally like, let me tell you about the other day. <laughs> and that's how we get into that section. Okay. That's yeah. true. That would be supernatural. Well, I'm just going to go with my first one then. All right. Yeah. Tell me. Hey, do you want me to tell you what happened the other day? We already did that part. You're about ruining it again. You're day. ruining it again. You're making it not a smooth transition. Anyways, so we've already talked about how, you know, Addie and Nora went back to school and how we haven't got much information out of Nora. Um, still limited on the information that we get from Nora. But every once in a while, it on her own time, like random times, right. she'll be like, hey, you know what, mom? And like, tell me something random about yeah, school. Yeah. Like, yeah. But if you ask her, you get nothing. Um, so we did find out that she, she's making a new friend just about every day. She's like, Hey, I made a new friend today. I'm like, Oh, that's really great. And the other day she made a new friend. Um, (laughs) I asked her, I was like, so what's her name? She goes, um, I I think it's nibbles. (laughs) 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 Like like, nibbles. (laughs) She said, I, I yeah, think so. I heard it. Yeah, she's got a friend named Nibbles and in as class. Nora is saying it out loud, she's got this funny look on her face, like you know, like, <laughs> hmm, that's a weird name. 
she she went with it. Like she, it didn't occur to her that it was a weird name until she was until having to tell she other was people. Having to tell She's other like, people. in my mind, Nibbles was perfectly normal. Now I'm telling you, and I'm and realizing that's, that's probably pr- not her. Probably name. not her <laughs> name, but if it is, that's strange. So, anyways, <laughs> we went with it. We're like, okay, Nibbles, that's really good. Yeah. Um, we're glad you're making friends and telling us that you're making friends. Well, yesterday we were in parent pickup line, and she comes out the door, and we were walking with friend Nibbles right. next to us. <laughs> Who has a name tag on. <laughs> Who has the, a name yeah. tag on, yeah. And her mom is And her mom there. was there, and come to find out, Nibbles is not actually her real name, which I'm kind of sad about. Yeah, but that is sad. Her name is Sybil, which... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's her actual name, the Sybil. Um, cute yeah. or not cute, I don't care. I, I mean, whatever. It's a great name for a little girl. Yeah. Not as great as Nibbles. Not as great as Nibbles, though oh. I was really hoping it was. And Nora was like, oh, yeah, 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 it's Sybil, not Nibbles. <laughs> <laughs> we did not tell uh, Nibbles' mother. No, no. Uh, that we thought her name was Nibbles for a while. But she's still going to be called Nibbles in our I home. was afraid I would offend her by showing how disappointed I was to discover that it's actually <laughs> Sybil. So I just went with like, yeah, let's just pretend this never happened. Oh, um, man. So let me tell you about, so the other day. <gasps> uh-huh. About the other day. See how I just went, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you said yes. Yeah. That's Improv 101. Uh-huh. Good job. Um, I was playing a, a gig for a nursing home, which I do about once a month. I got mm-hmm. a nursing home that I go back to and, and, uh, I played and there's this one lady that's always there and she's really sweet and she sings along and she slaps the table to like clap and, mm-hmm. um, and she's super lucid. Like there are some okay. people in the room who aren't, you know, they're not yeah. interacting much. And then there are about yeah. more than half of them are, uh, are really kind of into it and just like yeah. and have some music to listen to um and i had mentioned something about my kids at one point um because well during covid i did these online right i still was on their entertainment roster and like still played for them and the kids would come in and dance for them and yeah. i was like you know i'm gonna bring my kids but they won't let me quite yet yeah because yeah. Um, kids can't be vaccinated and you have to be vaccinated to be in the building right um anyways they asked me about my kids and then somebody asked like how old are they and i told them and so I finished my set and this lady that's sitting like as close as anybody and super engaged and everything. She's like, I got kids too. She said, did you, you said you have three? She said, yeah, I have, well, I have two. One's 50 and one's six. <laughs> 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 and I what? laughed um, because I assumed she was kidding. I thought. I mean, how I, old do you think this lady is? I thought she had, well, I know how old she is oh, now. Oh, oh, um, you know, okay. I would have said in her 70s. I mean, I, just looking at it, I would have said she's in her 70s. And I would have been right. She was 74 years old. So I assumed that she meant that the six-year-old was her grandchild. Right. Um, but she followed it up with. And so as I'm laughing, I'm looking at another nurse. And the nurse is laughing. But she's also, like, shaking her head and shrugging her shoulders. Like, yeah, it's funny. But it's also not funny in the way you think it is. But the lady, she says, she says, I have two kids. One's 50, one's six. And I'm like laughing and she said, I'm not the oldest. And I'm like, what do you mean you're not the oldest? She said, I'm not the oldest woman to ever have a baby. I had my six-year-old at the age of 69. But oh, I'm not the oldest ever. my word. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that, is that like, I mean, can that be counted as kind of gross? Like that's, or just weird. 
I mean, gross would be mean. Okay. To say. Probably. Well, I don't want to be mean. Right. No, but I know what you mean. Like, there's like it's just a. Oh, wow. I have a lot of questions. I'm going to save too. them. I do <laughs> too. But I literally like, and this is, this is 100% true. Once she said that, she said, I'm not the oldest ever. I said, I have zero follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> and she laughed and the nurse laughed and I packed up my things and I left. You didn't ask her any questions? I will like, next time. I will next time. But okay, in the moment, I, I was know, so shocked like, by it. She obviously hadn't gone through menopause yet. Right. Right. That's part of... That would be the part that I'm kind of like, that's crazy. You're 69 years old and and we're able to get pregnant? Yeah, that's Um, really crazy. That's that's kind of absurd. Also, you, it would also be kind of, I don't know if this is more or less likely, but it seems crazy that there are 44 years between the two pregnancies. Like that she did actually get pregnant in her 20s and then did actually get pregnant again 44 years later. That's Um, crazy. Anyways, that was my other day. Wow. All right, let's roll the jingle. We can talk about you, we can talk about me, we can talk about everything we got between us. I want to hear everything you have to say. We can talk about the weather and living forever, and about how we usually be better together. We gotta find some time to talk about the other day. So I, I had a um, thought the other day. That might be kind of a good way to get into this conversation today, or maybe even just a a good way to continue the conversation about reading the Bible Mm -hmm. and about the, you know, the, our relationship with it. I mean, I think you shared in our last episode, um, that really the, the greatest amount of guilt and shame and whatever that you Mm -hmm. felt in your Christian life was about not reading the Bible enough right? Yeah, and not praying enough that that was the main thing. Um, I had a different relationship with things, but. It was kind of, it was interesting for me to hear that mm-hmm. you, you didn't say like, no, certain kinds of sins or, you know, the things I wanted to watch or listen to or whatever were the, for you, yeah. it was more of like, no, mostly I just felt guilty for not spending enough time with Jesus. Right. Exactly. Reading the Bible and whatever. Yeah. Um, so I had this thought, are religious people addicted to guilt? Hmm. Is that what we want like addicted to guilt i mean i guess it would be because you like it right like it's like something that well it's sort of in a sadistic type of way yeah like yeah yeah Yeah. i mean if it's not good for you and you're addicted to something then i mean i wouldn't necessarily be like yeah well let me (laughs) All right, let me try to put it in a way like what actually happens. Like I think as a preacher and Bible teacher and stuff, I always kind of strived to, well, at least especially in the last several years of my life, maybe there was a difference. When I was in my early 20s, I might have been a little different, but mostly have strived to try to just make people feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, like I preached in a way that I didn't f- want to make people feel guilty and shamed and things like that. Right, right largely i mean a because i think that's the gospel i mm-hmm. think the gospel is god loves you right mm-hmm. where you're at loves yeah. you exactly as you are like that's the gospel is uh father forgive them for they don't yeah. know what they do like that's that's how i well, that's guilt how I and think shame sees, doesn't yeah. fix anything anyways um, and guilt and shame doesn't motivate people to change yeah. um but also so on the flip side of that so i'm saying like that's why mm-hmm. but also why i thought it was a 
better marketing. Like, mm-hmm. I just thought, like, it makes more sense. I would prefer to hear someone. I, I prefer to see the most encouraging person I know coming mm-hmm. than I prefer to see someone who's always nagging me right. about what I'm not doing right coming. And, yeah, and yeah. I wanted to be someone, as a pastor, I wanted to be someone that people are happy to see coming. Right. I want to see, be someone who, whenever you see me, you kind of think, like, oh, good. Like he's not coming to, and you could, we could never shake that in some people. You remember that? Like people people would always like meet you with excuses. With excuses. Like excuses for what? I do not, I promise you, I don't read your Facebook posts. Yeah. I promise you. Or keep track of attendance. Like, okay, you've been to church this many times. That was the biggest thing. They're like, I'm so sorry. I haven't been there in six months. Like I, Hey, we're there every Sunday. Uh, Yeah. It doesn't. We're there every Sunday because we know right. you can't Obviously come every Sunday. Obviously, we missed like, you, but like, yeah, we're it's yeah. not like. But you're not in good just, standing with us. <laughs> I was listening to someone else preach the other day and hearing and kind of like watching people react, and mm-hmm. and it was kind of a, it was a little bit of a guilt trip section of a sermon, mm-hmm. and the way that I saw people kind of reacting to it and and engaging with it and nodding along. Mm-hmm. And, and I and it was familiar to me. It's something mm-hmm. something I've certainly seen and experienced when I was preaching, and it made me really wonder if like are are there certain types of religious people, and is it maybe one of the main religious inclinations that's just like you want to be made feel made to feel guilty? Yeah. <laughs> like, like people I mean, want yeah, to be I told, think... "Here's the stuff you should change." Obviously, you're not going right. to, but here's what you should change. What you should change. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would say I think there are. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say every one is addicted to it, um, but I I think there probably are a group of people that like that really long for that. Like, tell me what I need to do to change. Tell me what I need to do to do better. Even though they're not. Even going though to. they're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was that person. Well, it kind of aligns. I mean, I want to hear for you, a little. I mean, I want to ask you about that. But before that, I mean, it does kind of align with something that maybe we talked a little bit about whenever we were talking about hell. But um, there's a big, complicated uh, theological terminology called penal substitutionary penal substitutionary atonement theory, mm-hmm. which basically is just the idea that that teaches that um, Jesus died on a cross to pay the penalty of your sins. Right. Right. And that's and I'm not saying that's not true cosmically. I'm not saying that that's not. But I'm saying like mm-hmm. that's kind of foundational to the the roots mm-hmm. of the Catholic Church and even modern Protestantism yeah. as it came out of the Catholic Church and then even more so in like holiness traditions like there's kind of at the core of it is to teach you're evil and wrong well, and right. broken that's what I was getting ready to say. Yeah. and and everything about you is sinful and bad mm-hmm. and Jesus died for you anyways. Right. Um, so you need to do this this and this. Yeah, to to show him to that show. you're grateful right. basically or, right. or whatever. And part of that is like carrying around a certain level of shame mm-hmm. and guilt. And I think it's odd. Mm. Um, but what were you going to say yeah. about you? You felt like it, you, you said this was. Well, I. Uh, yeah, I mean, most that of your I was guilt was th- tied up in quiet time. Most of your guilt uh, yeah. was about I, I'm, I don't do enough good Bible reading. Praying. Right. Yeah. That was the main. Yeah. The majority of my guilt and shame was like I would have feel better I would be a better person um, I would do all of the right things like invite people to know Jesus like yeah. all of these things that I should be doing as a Christian would I could do them if I could just get a grip on the right time 
or the right amount of reading my Bible and the right amount right. of praying and right. dissecting the scriptures and like, okay, this, this color means this and this color means this and like having it all figured out. And like, and I used to get so hard on myself about comprehension. Like I just would like get so, so frustrated to the point where I would just like, I guess just stop. Right. for a while because right. I would be like I can't retain this I don't understand this or I don't like it's just not adding up for me or whatever it was whatever the you know the reason was yeah. um and then that would just send me down that whole path again of like it's just a struggle it's yeah, just and like then there's a there's like I a would do it for a few weeks and then like it would slowly fade off and then I'd pick it back up again because I'd feel so guilty and so ashamed that I hadn't been doing it and it was all to check those boxes and yeah. to make sure that I was in good standing yeah um and and the whole thing to give the good response when everybody asked did right, you read this week right, did you read this week or and and there's uh, and there's this whole like it's a chicken and egg thing for your religion for your for your faith mm. that kind of um we end up all get I guess I shouldn't say this about everybody. I can only say it about you, and I think you're okay with me probably saying it about you. But you get kind of superstitious about it too. Oh, I totally did. You start to be like worried about things in life. Oh or, yeah. Or sad about things. I and still like, struggle it's with. Like, it's probably because I'm not reading my Bible. Yeah. Like so, if you get sad, it's because you're not reading your Bible, mm -hmm. and then you kind of feel sad because you're not reading your Bible, and your guilt feeds more guilt, and right. then that feeds your anxieties and yeah feet, like yeah yeah totally and I remember I mean I don't uh, yeah this just used to happen a lot like I would be in a season of like just really struggling with whatever it was I don't know this is since we've been married like after we got you married you mean church season or, or like autumn <laughs> a church season sorry that's a churchy <laughs> word isn't it <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I was in a season. Season. Um. Okay. Like pumpkin that's spice not, latte that's not season. Super churchy, is no, it? <laughs> People not. talk that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what season was it? It was the season of self self doubt. Yeah. <laughs> the season Got of. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peppermint mocha season. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm always really happy during that season. Oh, okay. It's that's Christmas it. time. <laughs> Got it. No, I don't know. I don't remember. Um. Anyways. You were in a season. It's of usually fall because I've been pregnant and have morning sickness in the fall most, and I'm usually really discouraged around yeah. that time. We all are. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, a few years ago, quite a few years ago, um, I don't know. I just and it, it used to be a a common question that you would ask me. You would say, "How's your reading and your prayer life going?" Then, like. And this oh, screw that guy. But do you remember this? Yeah. Like, this used to be a common conversation we would have. Like, I would say, I just don't feel whatever. I don't even remember now what it was. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess I was just sort of depressed a little bit. Like, it was just like, yeah. And so these moments. And well, so and I would the, say, it's not. Yeah, you're right. I know. I know, Drew. I know it's not where it should be or it's not what it could be i need to do more like and then i would get back on the train and oh, it would I be hate me for that speaking of guilt and shame but there. you were doing exactly what i mean that's just yeah well you bought it so i did buy I it and it didn't work though all the time i mean maybe every once in a while well but, you never actually did it but i never got it right term. still to this day <laughs> i don't feel like i accomplished 
I could still do better, Drew, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I could still do better. Oh, I don't man, know. imagine so, if you were to get pregnant to say, again, imagine oh, if you could oh. do the morning sickness thing with reading the right amount of the Bible. I have imagined. You probably wouldn't even get sick. You think so? You probably wouldn't even get sick. I don't know if I want to test that theory. <laughs> no, I, you are not going to get the chance. <laughs> Stay on that side of the room. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um. Anyways. Okay. So I want to say after all of that. Um. What happened? Are you? Do you still? You still feel yeah, that way? Something some, but you happened. Feel Thank that you. Way okay. Less. That's what I. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, probably like. I don't know, was it three or four years ago, I think, when we were living in our apartment um, here in, it's not St. Charles, Chester, thank you, Um, over in Chester, we had just moved here, and that was probably like one of my darkest times, like I just was super depressed, I, I, I don't know, it was just a really hard time for us, like we left St. Louis, and we didn't really have any money, and yeah, it was really hard. And we did not, I mean... I don't know. We literally knew no one. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Had, we didn't know anyone. I had we a left first all our friends. And, uh, and, and Adeline and was family. getting ready to start school. But we didn't even school. really know she them. She was going to start kindergarten that next fall. They were super sweet and helpful, Bethany and Wes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were definitely yeah, there we for lived us. With but them, at the same time, like, we for a little didn't while. know them. Right. I mean, they weren't like, let's move here to be with our friends, Bethany and Wes. It was more like, hey, Bethany and Wes. Remember but if when we, we hung out at Thanksgiving, yeah. How about if we did that for like a couple of months? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we did, and uh, we yeah, did pumpkin patches together. Like it was, yeah. they really, yeah. If but we didn't have them, said, it would have been really. We really literally good. moved here and didn't know anyone. Yeah. Uh, to start a church. To start a church. To and start a business, yeah. you know, to like, because we had worked in churches, we had so right. all that to say. Yeah, I yeah. was just kind of saying your anxieties and fear yeah and depression our, at that our time. anxieties were high <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and Adeline was getting ready to start kindergarten that fall and I was just like a literal mess like there was just I'm the next like it was like a whole year out and I was yeah. already like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um anyways so I don't know if it was a book i don't read a whole lot so i doubt it was a book but maybe it's probably a book it's probably a book i read probably that's usually how (laughs) i mean to be honest yeah um anyways i think it was Uh, i know what you're about i think i know what is it rob bell it was a book i read and was just talking through some parts of it yeah it was which usually led to me getting really angry at you and whatever we've talked about that before yeah and then yeah yeah but i think this was rob bell it may have been. The Rob Bell has a book like this, but there are a lot of, a lot of people. I'm who, pretty sure it was I read him, several um, books around the it. subject of the Bible, but Rob Bell yeah. does have a book called What is the Bible? But that's newer. It wouldn't have been then. Yeah, I don't know that it was. I don't think it was Rob Bell. Okay. Anyways. I know we were doing, um, it was, the man, it's going to take me a minute to think was of it. Francis Ragamuffin. Chan? Ragamuffin yeah, Gospel but it was, I didn't was read a that really one. big thing in that season yeah. for, okay. for me. And Anyways, this sounds like this person, whoever it was, this writing, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, in it, like, I don't remember th- much about what was what we read or what you read or whatever. But I do remember you saying that we should give ourselves permission to not read the Bible. And I thought that was crazy at first. I was just like, wait, what? That's we're Christians. Like. We have to read the Bible. How else will we be Christians? Yeah. 
Um, but so I was, so we talked about it, led to lots of conversations. Um, and I was like, okay, I think I need this. I think I need to give myself permission to not read the Bible right now. And, and what was even more crazy was like, we were getting ready to start a church. Like it wasn't even like, this seems like a good time (laughs) to do something like this. To give up on the Bible for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I think I, I don't know that I did it right away. Like, I think it took me a little, like, cause we were still praying and fasting for risen. Like we were in that season of like, of that. And so anyways, long story, this is a really long story. Um, short, but I I gave at some point I gave myself permission to not read the Bible and I don't know what happened. I, I don't even know. I can't even like give you another ex- another like story of like this great v- revelation of like whatever but I can say that since I gave myself permission to not read to not like it's not like I never read the bible but to not be so religiously yeah um like bound by it bound <laughs> yes to yeah. read making sure i check those boxes i feel yeah. so much freer well and it comes reading from a, the bible now it's it, like it oh, comes I from the read. place of an angry god it comes from the place of a disappointed god anyways yeah you know what i mean like in order to th- in order to live in that space that you're talking about you have to start with god is mostly disappointed in me mm-hmm. god is most I can start to get back on God's good side a little bit by doing these little things. Um, I can remember, uh, I don't know if I use this example, but I heard a lot of people use the example of like um, somebody meeting Jesus every morning by their fireplace for a quiet time reading in prayer. And then they like stopped doing it for a while. And then one day they like walked by the fireplace and saw Jesus sitting there. And Wait, this is a real story? Well, it's like a, like a parable. Oh, oh, okay. Um, and they're like, what are you doing, Jesus? I stopped I stopped doing that. And Jesus oh, is yeah, like, yeah. you stopped. I know. I've been here every morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, not funny. Jesus Stop is it. so <laughs> passive aggressive. <laughs> he, he's like, oh. uh, like, keeps showing up for appointments that he knows are not confirmed. <laughs> just so he can be mad. I'm um, billing anyways. <laughs> Oh. oh, man. But anyways, I, I I think what you're saying is actually really, really valuable. It was a lot. It was a long I know. story, but I really, I've never heard you talk about it. And I think we should talk about it. I think it's something that, that should be addressed, that we live with this relationship with a certain spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. that bring about guilt and shame in us. And, and let me just say, and... As, as preacher Drew for a second, it's just not even something that Jesus ever commanded. Yeah. Like we're talking about feeling guilty for not doing something that Jesus never said to do and not and, and really that the Bible never even demonstrated anybody ever doing. Yeah. Like they will, whole, yeah. There, there's a few places where and I know people might buck that and say, no, like Jesus would go off and go away by himself. Um, 
and we assume he did he did that to go read and pray. It was like, well, I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to, maybe he was meditating. Maybe he was sitting in total silence. Maybe he, yeah. like, sure, that's a great discipline. Let's talk about that. He, he does yeah. talk about Sabbath. He does talk about rest. Yeah. He does talk about, like, if you're going to love people, you need to do that from a healthy place. And so you need to find out what rhythms help you get healthy. Right. Um, but there is no such thing as a command to have this, like, quiet time thing that may or may not fit into your life and that may or may not fit into who you are as a person. Right. I mean, that was one thing you said was just like, like studying deeply into the scriptures and highlighting and looking up, you know, concordances and finding reference points and like, what does and this some Greek word? Like, really, who thinks that way? Well, some people I mean, besides do. me. Like <laughs> yeah. No, some people really enjoy that. And if you enjoy that. And it brings you joy and, and it, it makes you, you yeah. joy. Yeah. Then do it. Like, but it wasn't like that wasn't for me yeah. something that did that for me like what brings me joy is is meditating and thinking and just kind of like sometimes and i used to even just like i when i went through this whole season of like giving myself permission to not read the bible during that season i would just turn on worship music and just kind of sit there and think and pray yeah um and i think i even started journaling a little bit yep. around that time i remember that um but you it was And I just want to, just because this is our podcast and not just yours, yeah. um, you would turn on worship music and I would turn on like, like Americana folk music. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I, I, I have seasons of my life where I well, really yeah, like I'm not worship saying music I s- and then other seasons of my life where I'm like, I don't, you know, I, music is still a big deal to me, but not yeah. that stuff. Right. Um, and I think that's totally fine too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either thing is. Yeah, because then it just becomes religious again if it's like, oh, it has to be this. Right. Yeah. Can it? P- could it please be something I like, though? <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> no. Yeah, no. <laughs> if you like it, then God doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the But basic. anyways, that was the first step for me of yeah. like, yeah. And I do think that, and so just the I continuation. definitely again, guilted I into that, addicted to that guilt. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember who actually issued that challenge, but the fullness of the challenge, I do remember it. Um, to some extent, I'm having a hard time holding on to my phone, keep dropping it in the floor. Um, the challenge was stop reading it until you want to again. Right. And it was basically like, you're not fooling God by Mm -hmm. showing up to an appointment you don't want to be at and having a bad attitude about and checking a box and everything. It was just like saying, stop doing it. It's Mm -hmm. not commanded. It's not something that's that, Mm -hmm. like you don't have to do that to be a Christian. For the first several, I mean, we've said this a few times already in this new season of podcasts episodes, but like for the first several hundred years, there wasn't even a Bible as we know it. And for thousands of years after that, even once there was a Bible actually canonized and collected into one thing, like people couldn't read it. Yeah. That the Protestant Reformation was like near the 1500s was the first time that people actually had their hands on Bibles. Yeah. And even then, how many, so many people are illiterate and mm-hmm. like what, this is just And you know, to be honest, like, <laughs> to I don't know if this is going into what we're talking about today or not, but. We might not even make it to what we're going to yeah. talk about today. And this is probably a little bit. Uh, are you going to say the word controversial? No, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> I'm not because I said it too many times last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, But maybe a little bit of that C word. <laughs> Let me um, grab a thesaurus I for just you real quick. wonder, like, because I know why we read, I know why I was told to read the Bible so 
so many times, like to get those scriptures into me to like, right. To, so when I do come on a hard time, I, or I do like, uh, come into contact with someone who needs uplifting or encouraged or whatever that I could always call back on those scriptures of encouragement or whatever. Um, because the gospel is in there. Right. Exactly. And that, that, I do want to make sure, I don't know if we're going to get to all the notes that I have, but we are going to at least get some time to say, we love the Bible. Right. Here's why. And, and part that's of part of it is in because there. it is in there because <laughs> the there are good it. things to be. Yeah. To be lived out to, to be lived out. Yeah. From. Yeah. From those words. But I wonder. If we didn't have the Bible, like all of the things in there, which we. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know how to quite say this. If we only had Jesus's words okay. and only had the gospel and only had not the history and not the all of the things that make it muddy and make it really tricky and like confusing. And because I remember that's what was the hardest thing for me was like. Well, it says this, but then it says this. And like, I remember really, really struggling with all of that. Um, Like if we just lived by what Jesus said. Right. um, Oh, where was I going with that? What was I saying? I'm not exactly sure what you're saying, but I do think you're getting at something that, um, you know, and and we're going to cover this a little more next week. Like we're going to get into the like, well, what? what are we actually supposed to do with the Bible? Um, but, but some of what you're saying, like, I, I think you're just kind of highlighting and hitting on the, the heart of these scriptures. <sighs> Maybe I'm now in the, in the same dicey territory that you don't want to go into. The heart of these scriptures do not require you to read these scriptures to get them. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's I mean, what that's, I that's what I would say. You don't have to, second that with me one of us can say the wrong thing and the other cannot yeah yeah. Uh, so i'll go ahead and say the wrong thing um but also the wrong thing that's kind of validated by christian history by like Mm -hmm. church history they didn't have like you don't have literate people walking around doing quiet time at chick-fil-a every every you know tuesday morning together um for thousands of years Mm -hmm. um and yet the church survives so it, it may actually be that when you have this whole book of things, this whole collection, library of things that you say, because I'm a Christian, I read this and I follow this, that you end up with such a splintered yeah. thing. Yeah. That like, well, yeah, the Bible kind of says everything at right. some point or another. Right. Jesus points in one direction. Um and as long as the apostles were around and as long as the early churches were being like, sure, they had arguments about things, but the ar- arguments were not about, you know, they, they always came back around to, well, let's love God and love people. Yeah. Let's let's one another one another. Mm. Like, let's yeah. let's love our enemies. Let's let's do the things that Jesus told us to do that we can remember him saying to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I lost what I was going to say. I don't know where it went, but that's all right. I, I think 
it was maybe you'll you'll discover if you listen okay. back it was more intact than maybe you thought okay, it was okay. <laughs> where you were headed uh might have just been somewhere that you wouldn't have wanted to arrive all the way anyways like okay. <laughs> just kind of that that trail of thought just let other people walk that trail okay. a little bit more um so all that I, I really love the bible like almost every job i've ever had involves studying and teaching the bible at least a little bit mm-hmm. if not mostly <laughs> If not, that's, yeah. that might be mostly what I did. Every decision I've ever made, I think, went through a bit of a filter of wisdom writings and um, and stories from the Bible that I found helpful. What we did with our what we've done with our money, our entire mm-hmm. lives, has yeah. kind of gone through a filter it's of that. Through, yeah. We have three kids. We quote the Bible to them. We do our best to help them discover the same incredible power we found in this mm-hmm. collection of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I, I did a lot of that work with the Bible without ever really knowing what it is. Um, and mm-hmm. so I wanted to spend a couple of maybe weeks here, a couple of conversations mm-hmm. talking about um, the one place in the scriptures, mm-hmm. the one place in all of the entire Bible that seems to talk about the Bible as a whole. Like there's okay. one place, it's kind of a, a part of a little letter that to Timothy that some people believe that Paul wrote to Timothy because that's what it says at the beginning of the letter. Mm-hmm. A lot of scholars would say, well, Paul didn't write it to Timothy because Paul was dead for like a few decades by the time this letter was written. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody knows they weren't there, um, but there is some reason to believe that this was maybe written in the voice of Paul. Yeah. Like this is Pauline Christianity, but maybe not Paul. All that's arbitrary. It doesn't really matter. It's a it's a great couple of... Um, Little Where letters. is this? Timothy. Timothy, sorry. Yeah. First and second Timothy. But in second Timothy, we have a verse that is um, elevated mm-hmm. as kind of like this is part of every doctrinal statement I've ever read that any churches have or that denominations have. Yeah. They all say second Timothy three sixteen somewhere. They say all mm-hmm. scripture mm-hmm. is God breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we should spend a few weeks talking about what that verse actually has to say, what it is and what it isn't, mm-hmm. what it is saying, what it definitely isn't saying. Yeah. And also, I think we should say that any... <laughs> <laughs> Any doctrine mm-hmm. that says we know all scripture is inspired by God and should be used in the ways that we use it because the scripture says so right here. I have some really big questions for that line yeah. of logic. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, initially. Well, what 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 comes up initially? For well, you? initially. So this is Paul writing it. Maybe. Well, we think you believe you, you can believe it's Paul. I'm going to say maybe it's not. Oh, I don't know. That's we what you were saying before. That's what I was saying before. Okay. We don't really know for sure. Okay. Uh, most scholars believe this was probably written after Paul dead, uh, after Paul died. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> after <dead>. Paul did. <laughs> Paul dead. Tim live. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. You know, what's really funny. What? I left the word is out of that. Yeah. And I almost wonder if subconsciously it's because I'm thinking about something in this 
original Greek text here doesn't have the word is oh. between all scripture is inspired by God. Oh, you were <laughs> And I literally, le- I don't think so. I oh. think I just like totally flubbed, but it's funny that I did that. And we realized like how important the word is, is is and where you put it. <laughs> Paul dead, Tim live. <laughs> uh, anyways, they didn't have these scriptures then, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you're, mean, because when we read all scriptures, yeah. all scripture, all scripture is inspired, inspired by, by God. God. We God as- autom- I automatically assume the Bible. Right. Because that's what we mean when we say scripture. Right. Yeah. But this verse can't possibly mean that. Right. Because first of all, it's not a verse. It's a letter. It's a letter. It's, it's a it's <laughs> a sentence from a letter. Yeah. That let's say Paul wrote to his friend Timothy. Right. And he does not say all scripture, including this letter that I'm sending to you yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. that's such a weird right. way because of thinking. Because this is going to be included in the Bible that Drew and Megan are going to read. Yeah. Yeah. That some white However people on the other side ago. of the planet 2,000 years or from now are going to read. Yeah. And they're going to put it in their doctrinal statements. Like, this writer, yeah. Paul, does not, he is not talking about Second Timothy. No. Chapter 3, verse 16. He's not talking about his letter at all. Yeah. I now, have gone on record and said a few times that Paul might actually, Paul could could have one of two reactions to us canonizing, including his, his letters mm-hmm. in the scriptures. One would be for him to say, mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. As long as you keep doing that with all the leaders of the church, that you continue to gather around them and say, is this helpful and useful? Uh, is this a good direction and that yeah. you would keep and the Bible would keep growing? He could either say that or he could say that's total heresy. Mm. I would never call my words holy scripture. Yeah. He yeah, has you're one, right. He, you he could, could do one I, of the he could say, yeah, sure. My letters, holy scripture. I feel like so Paul are your would letters. say his letters. Are he holy, seems though. like the type that he would say, like, yeah, my letters are holy scriptures. And there will probably be others that yeah. are just as holy as me. And they'll also. Write but holy not quite scriptures. as good. Not quite as holy as me. <laughs> But pretty holy. <laughs> pretty holy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just Anyways. think to to arrive at any other conclusion that Paul would say, like, oh, yeah, my letters, holy scripture. I totally mm-hmm. meant for mine to be included. Uh, and then we'll close the right. we'll close the book on it. Yeah. We'll just bind those in but leather they did and have, no others. They did have like Jewish. Oh, yeah. Bibles, Bibles. I mean, Jewish writings, tablets, whatever you want to call them. Yes, scrolls. Scrolls. Um, yeah. They, they. Yeah. The is the that Jewish what they Bible, would... The Old Testament was pretty much fully intact. Yeah. Uh, there, there are certain um, parts of the wisdom writings. Yeah. That are somewhat in flux at this period of history, but for the most part, when he says all Scripture, he very likely. Now, there's a couple of ways we can interpret it. We'll maybe talk about them in a future week, but he very likely means. All of the Jewish scriptures. Yeah. Which is really interesting to me because for me, I like when I think about the Bible and what's most helpful and most, um, I always go to the gospel. Like I never, I mean, I'm a, but I'm a, I'm not a Jew either. Right. Right. And everyone in the Bible is Jewish. Right. Except for the people that the Jewish people are killing. Right. All throughout the Old Testament. Like that's literally everyone in the Bible is a Jew. Jesus is a Jew. There's a few people who are converted in the New Testament, mm-hmm. none of them are writing in the New Testament. None of them are leaders in the church. Not everyone is Jewish. Yeah. This is a but Jewish book to Jewish people about the Jewish right nation about the Jewish na- <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting t- that 
that's not my heritage or my culture or whatever I was born into. So what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. Like if those aren't my scriptures, if those aren't right. my... And that's not even what you think of as the think gospel. Think of as like, the gospel. Right. You don't build your religion around that. Yeah. Now, um, I will say, let me throw in a little caveat here. I don't re- recall if Paul does this. I know Peter does. In one of Peter's epistles, he actually refers to the writings of Luke. He quotes Luke as scripture. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Luke wrote... Uh, the Gospel according to Luke, mm-hmm. and he wrote the Acts of the Apostles. Mm-hmm. Um, not as two separate books; it's one yeah, narrative yeah. thing. Like it's it's the it's the the lion's share. It's it's like the biggest chunk of the New Testament. Yeah, is the Gospel according to Luke, um, who he went around and interviewed, and he was like a really good historian. Mm-hmm. He was also probably a medical doctor, like just mm-hmm. a super smart guy who said somebody should get first somebody should get some eyewitness accounts of all of this Mm. stuff that happened with jesus and then the stuff that happened after he died and so luke is the one who writes that down peter quotes luke as though it is scripture Hmm. um and i have heard someone say like there's another place where peter appears to also quote paul as though it's scripture but Mm. then there's also reason to believe that peter and paul didn't exactly see eye to eye on a lot of things and you know i even have a funny little suspicion about paul anyways that paul calls himself an apostle Mm -hmm. after jesus establishes 12 apostles and then one of them kills offs himself like Mm -hmm. judas and then they replace the uh, the other 11 are like well let's replace the 12th Mm -hmm. with someone and then paul also calls himself an apostle later on (laughs) because he has a secret vision where he sees jesus and jesus calls him an apostle um, but then he has this really weird relationship with the other apostles That's all true. throughout the New Testament. He wasn't one of the 12, was no, he? No, he wasn't. He came along afterwards. He he persecuted them and killed them. And then he partnered up with them, but then yeah, he yeah. also split ways with them. Like, they got in a lot of arguments and, Paul's yeah, church split. Paul's an interesting guy. Paul is, it's a very, very interesting narrative. Now, he writes the best gospel stuff, mm-hmm. like the best explanation stuff in yeah. all the New Testament. He also writes the stuff that's the most hateful and yeah. like damaging mm-hmm. if misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, but that's, but Paul is the beauty of all scripture. <laughs> yeah. The fact that Paul writes the stuff that could be misunderstood to be the most hurtful and harmful and angry and, and bigoted. Um, and also writes the most beautiful and clear and articulate, you know, presentations mm-hmm. of the gospel is like, well, yeah, that's what the Bible is. Yeah. It's it's both things. It's both, yeah. It's learning to discern what makes you love God and love people more mm-hmm. and what doesn't. Yeah. Because if you read the Bible thinking like, if you read the Bible as a racist or a white supremacist, then you'll see it preaching manifest destiny. Mm-hmm. You'll see it preaching that you should be allowed to own black people because you can at this point mm-hmm. in history or whatever. Like and that's exactly what Christians did. Yeah. If you want it, it it will support whatever you want it to support. What it will not what is irreconcilable with that is whenever you follow the teaching of Jesus to love your enemy as yourself, to love your neighbor as yourself. That's the one thing mm-hmm. that should be the filter for how we read all yeah. of this. I'm kind of on. All right. So where did we where did we end up? I don't even. I know. feel like we probably should wrap up for. Yeah. This is this, this is this week, and then what are what are we? I think we should come back and talk about like okay. So 
really what we covered here was what does Paul mean by all scripture? Mm-hmm. Like, well, he either means the Jewish Old Testament, mm-hmm. which, I mean, in verse 15, the verse right before it, he says, um, from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are which you are, are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So the kind of context here seems to indicate that whatever Paul means whenever he says all scripture mm-hmm. was written before Timothy was even born. He's not talking about anything that's right. currently being written. He's talking about things that were already, already there. Already there. Yep. So probably he means the Old Testament. So if we're going to use this to say, here's how we decide everything doctrinally. Um, we believe all scripture is inspired by God and useful for teaching. Well, you really can only be true to the Apostle Paul by only following the Old Testament. Right. You can't really add to that because within the context right. of this itself, it's being misused Yeah. Um, to say that. So either Paul is saying that or Paul is inviting us into a broader understanding of what Scripture might be. Um, mm-hmm. That perhaps all Scripture, which... Um, by the way, the word that gets translated into scripture here is not a capitalized, it's not a proper noun. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't say all of the Old Testament. He doesn't say all of the right, Jewish Bible. Right. He yeah. says all writings. Mm. So basically, Paul maybe says anything that's divinely inspired is useful for teaching. Yeah. Anything that makes you love God and love people better, that's that's, that's scripture, scripture, baby. That's that's what you should be working with, stuff that makes you love God and love people more, mm-hmm. stuff that makes you more like Jesus, anything. So technically, that means... That's that's another way of... I'm just yeah. saying you cannot read this right, and right. think Paul so means the book you the hold book, in your hand when you hold right, a Bible. The Bible, right, right. I agree you with can't, that. You can't think that, but no. you can think that he means the Old Testament alone, or you can think that he means anything you ever read. And that's how we practice anyways. And if you really... That's yeah, what we do, yeah. right? Because we don't say, you know, if I read something by um, Greg Boyd or, uh, or Max Licato or mm-hmm. Rick Warren that I'm reading something that is unholy and not divinely right. inspired and that God had nothing to do with it. No, actually, we might say... Well, yeah. Yeah. This is divinely well, inspired. This exactly. is making me love God and love people. Exactly. More. And I was getting ready to say, like, I mean, think about how many times, like, you've heard people say, like, after hearing a sermon or something, like, I remember, you know, hearing lots of people growing up saying that was so anointed or that was so mm. um, anointed is the word that I yeah, that yeah. really I can think of the most. Yeah, maybe but that, that gave me peace. Yeah, or, or yeah. that really spoke to me or whatever. Like, then those words that that pastor put down on that paper, those words that he studied, you know, to put down and t- and used because he thought was, or she thought was good and holy and helpful. She, Megan. she or he, Drew. What, what she's were preaching in your churches? <laughs> I had... I had a woman that would preach every once in a you while. You had a woman? <laughs> I had a woman. Yeah. Um, Delta. Oh, yeah, that's right. She Remember how high her voice was? That's why I remembered. <laughs> she had talked like this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, um, like they were anointed. They would say they were anointed, but I mean, their their writings were maybe inspired by God. Well, what other inspiration is there? Right. If it's not by God. Right. I, I mean... The thing this, is, all yeah. what what Paul appears to be saying here, what he could be saying, he could right. be saying could, yeah, yeah. only the Old Testament. That yeah. seems odd. 
That that would seem to indicate that yeah. Paul is opposed to the Gospels. Right. Um, that that seems like a weird way of translating it. Um, I think an alternative way is to consider that it would be that he'd be opposed to the Gospels at that point. Like right, right. They didn't have the Gospels. Well, they kind of did. Oh, they had some writings. They I mean, had some, some writings. People, some people some write current stuff time. Down. Yeah, yeah, but it was true. just like it was just like hey, you know. Somebody wrote this down because they saw it happen. It was not bound it in leather. It was like yeah. there was no process. I mean, it's we're gonna we may get into this. We may not. We'll find out what people think is interesting. Let us know what you think is interesting and what you'd like to hear us talk about. But really, whenever we talk about like what the Bible is, we shouldn't often be talking about who wrote it. Yeah, we should be talking about who collected it. <laughs> <laughs> like how was it collected yeah. is really what you mean. It's yeah. not a matter of like. Who wrote the Bible? It's like, well, there's over 40 people at least mm-hmm. who wrote a bunch of different stuff. Uh, but there were thousands of people who wrote stuff down. Right. There are thousands of letters that we don't have. Thousands yeah. of letters that weren't put in this. There are letters that we know of that you can go read today if you want. The Gospel of Thomas, the Gospel yeah. of Judas. Like yeah. you can go read those things. The um, the the Which I used to think, books by that the were way, in. were like... Oh, well, that's not real. Well, they're weird. I mean, there's some weird stuff in, yeah. in the gospel. There's reasons why. I mean, the main reason why, honestly, Paul's writings stuck around is like why Paul got to be a big part of it is, A, he talks about church structure. Mm-hmm. So he does sort of build um, a little. He's an, he's an organization. He's a CEO mind. Mm-hmm. And so what Paul writes is actually kind of useful if you're going to turn the church into it's like a global organization, yeah. which I think has largely a good thing yeah i don't know it's a good thing in good hands and a bad thing in bad hands kind of like anything mm-hmm. um but paul's really good at writing this stuff so yeah. why does his stuff get kept and thomas's doesn't well because thomas's stuff is weird and mm-hmm. confusing and not very clear like mm-hmm. it's and it says some stuff that even runs contrary to what we're supposed to believe um about mm. jesus according to paul mm. uh so that that's part of what this but i think the more interesting question is not who wrote the bible the question is well how did we end up with it yeah collected like this how did how did it get collected um not how was it written right because you know bible upon bible upon bible of material existed Mm -hmm. people from the beginning of time have been writing down what happens right and what they think it means somebody decided to collect it yeah hundreds of years after jesus Hundreds of years after anybody who wrote any of what is in the Bible, yeah, somebody said, Let's and if put they these were in, here and not in communion with God and with Jesus, then it was inspired. Right, those writings were inspired by Him. But they also were could be collecting the. They what were also it? collecting the writings. They were collecting to answer questions that seemed pertinent to them at the time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, what yeah, books yeah. would would you include, and what books wouldn't you include? is largely a question of like, well, what's going on right? In, in, in the church at the moment? What what do we need? What, Could you imagine what right now what our like, writings would be like right yeah. now if we were getting and they them from today? Ha- and they do happen. I mean, mm. I think some of this could sound like heresy to people and some of it maybe is not as scary to people. But I'm just saying like, this is what we already do in practice. We already do believe that we do believe that Drew can say divinely inspired things. Yeah. And can write divinely inspired things. We believe that Megan can say and and write divinely inspired things. We believe that people can write divinely inspired music, and it doesn't have to be verbatim from Scripture. Right. We believe that all inspiration is divine inspiration, and so perhaps yeah. what Paul is inviting us to, maybe 
yeah. is maybe you should s- stop reading the Bible for a while hmm. until you miss it. Yeah. Maybe you should be listening for God to speak to you in a way that inspires you to love him and to love people around you more. Maybe God can't get through to you because you're filling your head with trying to check off the the box of reading Deuteronomy and numbers mm. right now. <laughs> like, no, I have something to say to you. I have, I have people in your life I want you to love. Yeah. Stop trying to check off a box yeah. of reading. Or try to, f- yeah, so that you can fix them. Like so that you can yeah, have so the that, or so that you can prove them ro- or win an argument or whatever. Yeah. So you can that find was, something to I post remember to that was like my main goal. Like I've got to have an answer to fix them. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what's wrong with you. That's why you had morning sickness. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about you. We can talk about me. We can talk about everything we got between us. I want to hear everything you have to say We can talk about the weather and living forever And about how we usually be better together We gotta find some time to talk about the other day I wrote some things I think you should see People shouldn't just hear it straight from me I could use some help saying everything I mean to say So could you read these thoughts out loud? Tell me where you think I need to cut it out would you give me some of your thoughts about the other day? Would you give me some of your thoughts about the other day?